Now we so honor this phenomenal couple. They're here from Germany. And uh, man, he's going to sing the house down. And uh, she's going to minister. I think that's how they're going to do it this morning. And our live audience is going to experience this. So, Dr. Wayne, come and uh, we'll do the communion afterwards. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's so good to be here this morning. Pastor Gusoff talked about faith. And that's what this first song is all about. If you have faith enough. Amen. Stand up. Get loose. Enjoy. Thank you, Lord. Let this song be a blessing to you. Go ahead and run. Oh, say it 
faith in your promises. Your promises are amen. Amen. It is finished. It's already been accomplished. It's been already done for you. You grab a hold of your inheritance in faith and you grab a hold of the word. He's the living word. You need a word, go to him. He is the word. He'll speak to you. He'll give you instruction. You'll sense it in your spirit what the next step is for you to walk in faith. Amen. All we need is one word. Go ahead and run that song for me. Thanks. One word can change everything. One word. Keep on believing, 
promised to never leave you, never forsake you, and no matter what battle you're in, he's there with you. Hallelujah. Go ahead and run this song. It says, my word is forever. His word is forever and ever. Not one little period, not one little dot will ever be changed. It's perfect in every way. He is perfect. His word. Heaven may pass away and the earth may pass away, but my word will last forever and ever and ever. Things you've trusted in may pass away, and your heroes may have feet of clay, but my
mighty men may disappear and men's hearts may fail for fear but my word will last forever and ever and ever disappointments may be all around and security may not be found but my word will last forever and ever and ever oh I, I have promised you I would not fail and I'll go with of the world yes i'll go before you and make your pathways straight oh yes i am the great i am and i will do everything i plan and my Heaven may pass away, but my words will last forever. And the earth may pass away, but my word will last forever. And ever. And my word will last my lovely wife. <laughs> Please press C. Thank you. <laughs> it sounds better than lovey, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm just so funny. <laughs> okay. Wow. How about you just get up and give God a great hand for his presence. Lord, we honor you. Father, we praise you. We praise you with all our being. Praise him with all our being. Remember, we talked about it a couple of days ago. Let's not stand and wait for something to happen. Let's go and give everything we've got to him. Father, we give you everything. We give you our voice. We give you our love. Father, we give you everything. You are everything. Holy Spirit, we invite you to come in right now in a greater measure than ever before. 
Holy Spirit, come, Shekinah glory, come, rain of God, rain down on us. Father, we thank you. We thank you that you're touching not just our hearts, but that you're renewing our minds. Father, that you are just speaking that one word to each one of us, to each one of us. And Father, we thank you that you are here in our presence. You are here and your presence is taking over and we are going to make the exchange to be in your presence. To be in your presence. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise. And Jesus, we thank you that you did what you did 2,000 years ago. You gave your very life in the best years of your life in the obedience to God for my life and for the lives of the brothers and sisters, for the life of the people on this planet, Father, you have made a way for them to come in the presence of the Heavenly Father. Thank you for our healing. Thank you for this week and for what you've done amongst us. Lord, you have taught us. You're making crooked ways straight. Father, you're giving us what we are thirsty for. You're even giving us the thirst and the hunger after your truth. And we just praise you in the grace and spirit of the mighty Jesus. Amen and amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. You may be seated and just look to the left or the right and maybe you look back if you're sitting in the front and just Give them a love wave. Give them a love wave. Isn't that great? You know, when you are, I'm going to tell you something. When we wave, we move air. Do you know that? Do you know when you walk, you're moving spirit, you're moving air? Okay, have you ever seen somebody that walks in the room and goes, and then you go, oops? Why? Because they're moving spirit. You guys, if we were all in water and we would just be like this, we would be drowning. If we were all in water and underwater, we'd have to move, right? And the more I'm moving, the more you're feeling it. And it's the same in the spirit realm. The more you move in the spirit, you guys, the more you speak. That's the reason why God speaks words. When you speak a word, you can say a word like this, and it really doesn't really mean anything because what you're doing is you're sucking the air dry. You know, there could be a whole room of air, and you're going to suck it dry. And we all have done that, and we've all known somebody that does that. When they get around you, you want to just get away because they're sucking the air dry. And you get, feel like you have to get out. So it's a discipline. I have to accept it for me. I have to take every message for me. Am I moving? Am I moving air? Am I giving into the atmosphere? Because if I am not, I won't be moving mountains either. We are caused to move mountains. 
were called to move mountains. Do you understand? By talking, by doing. So take that responsibility today and go like, I'm going to change the atmosphere wherever I go. Wherever I go. Wherever I go. Now, I just want to say a little bit to, um, it's so beautiful because we come from Germany, but we're not German people. Not that that's a bad thing. We have just been called to the European nations as missionaries. And we have been missionaries in Europe for 28 years in Germany. We were nine years in Holland and four years in Switzerland. And of course, from there to many different places. And we have the honor to be for the very first time here in South Africa. And we love it. We absolutely love it. The people here are beautiful. They're absolutely beautiful. And it, I, I just want to encourage you, and that's what I want to speak about today, because we are in a global situation, and you all know that. Nothing anymore is just in one church. I don't know whether you know this or not. Nothing anymore. It's not like you have a news today here in South Africa and you know nothing about the rest of the world. No. When you watch television, unfortunately, you are hearing more about other places and what's going on. And somehow, somehow, it has been like synchronized in the last two years. You know, what we are hearing is synchronized. It's not this person is saying that, this news channel is saying that. No, it's like the all have synchronized. Maybe one or two in the middle somewhere are still trying, okay, I'm going to say try to report truth. Most of what has synchronized has been deception. Okay. So let's talk about it because in the end times, the word of God says to us, even the elite will be deceived. Now, let me share something with you guys. We are all elite. When you're in Jesus Christ, you are the elite. Okay? The elite is not the person that's up here holding a microphone speaking. Okay? Remember, we all get into our clothes the same way, into our pants one foot at the time. No matter what position we hold or what kind of job, whether I roll out the carpet or whether I stand here or whether I clean a toilet or whether I'm hugging somebody and we're weeping together, it makes no difference what we are doing when we're doing it in the true spirit of God, we are the sons and the daughters of God and considered his elite on the earth. Okay? Now, when you're his elite on the earth, you, you've got to now also realize, why would the Bible tell us that in the end days, okay, even the elite, even the elite will be deceived. 
The others are going to be deceived very easily. But even the ones that love him, even the ones that talk to him are going to have to be aware and know not to be deceived. So I, I'm kind of like a practical person. There's all kinds of different giftings and the way people speak in the Lord. And I'm more of a practical person. I will take you the ABC to something. So I want to share with you what the Holy Spirit has shown me in certain areas over the years. And what he's showing me now. If we had the bucket that was collected with the rants just half an hour or half 10 minutes ago and we went through this bucket how would we know that this money is real what would it be and how could it be that i would be deceived you know, I've gone here and I have paid with money and they immediately, they either put it under a light or they have like a pen and they go over it because they know how to tell whether something is real or not. I personally don't know what is real African money and what is not real African money. Somebody could have printed it on a press last night, brought it in here, put it in the offering basket, and I would be all jazzed, all excited. I wouldn't know if it was real or not. Right? So let's talk about it. Why? What happens? And you know, we, we, like I said, we're in Europe, and we're right on the border of um, Luxembourg. And Luxembourg and Switzerland are both nations where people, they were the capitalists and big companies have their finances and their places and their offices. And, and uh, there are many international banks. In Luxembourg, on every corner, you have a big building and it's another international bank. Now, many of the German people that are living on this side of the border. For them, it's wonderful because they get great jobs in Luxembourg. Luxembourg pays a higher salary, and it pays child support, okay, for the German people and for the French people that come there to work. And they have, I think, 50% of the people in the nation leave the nation, Luxembourg, at night because they're coming from the outside to work there. But when you go to work in an, in an international bank in Luxembourg, you have to go through a three-month program. And this program <laughs> is so interesting because this program teaches you how to recognize real money. It never teaches you how to recognize false money. Get it what I'm saying? Okay. I really want you to get that because it's just like we're going to go somewhere together. Okay. Think about it. 
you're going to a bank and you're going, oh, my gosh, I'm going to get money from all over the world in this, into, into my hands. I sure hope I don't make a mistake. So what are you going to, what are they teaching you for three months? What real money looks like. Because when I know the real money, I automatically can see that something is not real. You see? But I have to know the real stuff. So how can Christians be deceived? You know, we have all kinds of things. We got um, saved in the 70s, in the early 70s. And there was a revival in California. There was a revival in the United States. There was so much of love and Jesus' love and the word of God and enthusiasm. And we were so excited. We went and drove devils out everywhere in every supermarket. We brought everybody to the Lord. Everybody was excited. We got into the churches. We heard the word of God. And it was sound at that time. But when we go now, we have our children and grandchildren in California. And I only can tell you we were there in July. And we are very amazed. We're very amazed how such a strong, starting out, kicking off Christianity can fall and be so deceived. Some of our friends believe things where we go like, wow, have you ever read the word? Why are you venturing away from the Bible? Why are you adding to it? Why are you taking that Christmas tree and decorating it more and more and more so much that you don't even see the Christmas tree anymore? You know, they've decorated the gospel with so much of their own ideas and their false little doctrines. Not big major, because otherwise you would already know it. Deception doesn't come. Deception does not come like, ooh. Because you go, the devil, get out of here. No, it comes like little foxes. Okay, slowly, slowly. If you put a frog and you put the frog into a, a bowl of cold water and you light under that bowl a candle, the water gets warm slowly. And the frog will just kind of like, first he'll be like trying to get out and then after a while he'll just relax but you know, when the, when the water gets like slowly hot, the frog dies and gets cooked and doesn't even realize it until he's dead. If you take a frog and you put him in a hot water bowl, he jumps right out. And it's the same with us. So deception is something that is amongst us. The world, the devil, always does things parallel to what God is doing. When God wants you to stand strong and get more and more into truth, the devil starts to decide he will slowly take you on the same path 
but just deceive you a little more, a little more, and a little more, and there's just two different directions that you end up in. You're either going to end up in hell or in heaven. And, you know, it's nobody's fault. It's going to be us that's going to have to decide. We can't say it's the devil's fault. We can't say it's the world's fault. We have to take responsibility. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. I don't want to talk too long because I know um, this is uh, live. And I don't want to uh, also, you know, blah, blah in your ears. I want you to just get that one word for you. Okay. Do not be deceived. And how can we take responsibility so that we are not deceived? It is important to know your God. It is important to believe in your God, yes. But it is important to know your God. Because when you know your God, you will do great exploits. When you know him. When I know somebody, I don't read a book about them. I don't know them. I know about them if I read a book. If you're reading the word about God, you will not know him. You will only believe in him. And then when the enemy comes and does all the winds and the storms, you will doubt because your belief in him, okay, will be as strong as you have a belief in yourself. And if you don't even believe in who you are, which most of us are immature in that area, we have identity problems. So when storms in life come, we question ourselves, do I even know how to do this? What did I do? What is that? And we start doing that when there is global problems. We start doing that with God if we have only read the word about God. Okay? So get, take responsibility and say, I want to know you. Because let me tell you something, you can't do that in your own strength. God will give you, if your child says to you, mommy or daddy, I want to know you, you're going to smile from ear to ear and say, sweetheart, we will do everything together from now on so that you know me. Your God wants, see, we've got, gotten tired. A lot of us got tired and the excitement is not so much there anymore. Why? Because we're tired because we're fighting battles that God wants to fight for us. Okay? So you're having a hard time reading the Bible. You're having a hard time praying. You're doing it, but it's like you're having to push yourself. Who's there? Okay, yeah, me too, I've been there. We, we, we've all been there. And then you have to realize, like, wow, you know, what am I doing? What am I doing? I'm fighting battles that when I read the word, the Lord says these things, but then I question it because it's not happening. And it's basically because in that area, I've known about God, I didn't know him. When you know him, you're traveling with him, you're sitting in his lap, you're going with him. And, you know, so we have to look, what is this parallel thing that's coming? 
right now globally? What is this What is this parallel, you know, railroad track that looks so smooth with COVID-19? And I don't even want to go into all of it because to me, it's not interesting to look at that because I'm going to learn about the real stuff. We're going to learn about the real money. We're going to learn the real stuff, right? And so let's talk about it. Everybody's saying, oh, the media today, they lie and they don't tell the truth. You don't know who and what to believe anymore. Okay, who's ever heard anybody say that? Yeah, everywhere. The media this and the media that. And it's true. It's true. Okay. But if there's lies over here, aren't we supposed to go, what's the truth? Where is the truth? What is the truth? So let's make a decision. I want to know truth. I don't want to believe in truth. I want to know truth. You know, and that's what I want to name this sermon. It is important to know truth. Truth is not facts. Truth is not a good idea. Truth is not an honest person, a good person. This is what it says in John 14.6. I am the way. Who says that? Jesus says it. I am the way. What else does he say? I am the truth. And I am the life. So, oh, isn't this exciting? So truth is a person. Truth is a person. Do you want to know that person? In the midst of the storms, you guys, get on your knees, get alone, start singing, and just speak the simple words. Jesus, you're the truth. I want to know you. I want to know you. I want to sup with you. You know, the truth was flesh, and it walked amongst us. It was the word of God, but it was the spirit of truth. And the world at that time, when Jesus was walking around, hated truth so much Okay, just like it's slowly building up in the world today. In the world today, they are not hating you. They're hating the truth. They can't stand truth. The devil hates the truth because the truth is a person. It's Jesus. Yeshua. Hamashiach. It's Jesus Christ. He is the truth. 
So when people say to you, well, how do you know the truth? You know, people will say that to you. Nobody knows the truth. Well, I do. I do. I might not know the facts about something, but I know the truth. I know him. I can get in touch with him right now, and he will sort out facts for me because the spirit of truth will sort out facts. You go and, and be alone, take a walk, do whatever you have to do to be with him. He's alive. He's inside of you. The world hated him so much they crucified him. They crucified him. They killed his body. And they laid the truth. Now we're still talking about the truth. And they put him in the ground. Put him in the tomb. Put the truth away. Lock it up. Don't let truth come out. Okay, come on, don't say truth. I will intimidate you so you will not speak any truth into my life. But you know something? Truth rose again. Truth rose again. And you cannot listen to what I'm going to tell you. Whether it's 2020 or whether it was the year 2000, you cannot keep truth in the ground. You cannot keep truth in the ground. Truth will rise. Truth will rise because truth is life. And truth is Christ. Amen. So, wow, is that like happening? Now look at it and you hear all these things going on with one ear from the television and from the people and they're saying, and you're going, you know, I have a bigger miracle than the crucifixion. See, we have a bigger miracle than the crucifixion. The crucifixion is a big, big, miracle and a big work it's God's only begotten son Jesus that came and gave his life so he could be crucified shed his blood from seven different places so that there is a completion in every area of our life then he was put in the tomb, and then he rose again. Now listen, that is a powerful miracle already. He said, it is finished. I have done it. I will go to the Father. But Terry, don't go anywhere. Wait for me. Okay, do you realize that the bigger miracle is that he is now alive in you? Alive in you and me. He's not any longer in the cross. He's not in the tomb. He's in the right hand of the Father. And he said, I will come and dwell and live in you. Now, who has Jesus? Okay. 
Now say to somebody here, wow, I have the truth. Okay, now say to the other person, I can never be deceived again. Because I have the truth. And if I don't understand facts, I will go to the truth. And he will give me the facts. Hallelujah. That means being submitted to the king of kings. That does not happen automatically. It only happens when you are making a decision and taking responsibility for it. Okay? You take that responsibility. Now, remember, there is a spiritual atmosphere, whether it's in you or around you. Is that spiritual atmosphere all the time there? Yes. Do you realize that God and his presence, they don't leave you? Okay? The only problem is you leave it. Okay? You walk out of it. Because you haven't realized, okay, in John 10, 9, Jesus says, I am the door. I am the door. And whoever enters through me, he says, that person will be saved. That person will be able to go in and out and find green pastures. Okay, kids? Let's all be kids. I don't care how old we are. We're kids. Okay, think about it. You can go in and out. Who's the door? And what is Jesus? The truth. So what do I do? I can walk through the truth, through the door of truth, and I can walk this way, and I can not just experience the Father and the green pastures, okay, but I, he gives me the freedom. I can walk in and I can walk out. Okay, get used to it to check yourself. Am I in or am I out? Because when you're scared, you're not in. Okay, when you're doubting, you're not in. Okay, when you're pouting and you're angry and you have done nothing about it, you're not in. When you're worried, you're not in. You're out. And he says that you can do that. You have the freedom. He doesn't lock you up. It's not a prison. You have a free will. So it's not just one time in your life that you walk through that door. Okay? Go in your home and paint beautifully Jesus on one door just so that you remind yourself, okay? Remind yourself. Sometimes we're like kids, you know. When kids do something, they always remember it, okay? Just do something simple. And then when you have a problem, a challenge, 
of whatever. Make sure that you're walking in to the Father, to the presence of the Father. The Holy Spirit will take you there, and the door, the truth is Christ. And you walk in, and you know something? When you walk in, you automatically get answers. You cry. You're able to talk. You're able to exhale and inhale again. You can read the Bible in that presence, and you can understand simple words, okay? Well, sometimes I have read the Bible, and I know you have done the same. I have read the Bible, and I wasn't in, and I didn't understand anything that day. And I thought to myself, like, I'm just doing this religiously, I thought. I didn't realize I was just doing it out, out. You read the Bible, you pray. You can pray not in, you can pray out. And when you pray out, it feels like you're praying, but is somebody listening? It feels like the, the words are just falling to the ground. So take that responsibility today to know truth. Know the door. Know the doorway. Recognize the doorway so you don't go through a strange doorway. So you go through that doorway. Father, you are so awesome. You are so awesome. In 1 Corinthians 2.12, and I'm going to end with this. It says... Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. Truth is not of the world. It is the spirit, the person that is of God. That we might know, not that we might believe, or not that we might hope. It says that we might know that the things are freely given to us of God. Okay? You know, I can get a beautiful present, and it doesn't necessarily have to be from God. So how do I know? I have to know, I have to know the truth. Okay? So I make a, a commitment today. Okay, get up. Put your hands on your heart and let's pray and confess this together. Thank you, Lord. You want to come? Is that okay? You have a song. Okay. Father, Father, you're so awesome and you are so simple that we sometimes miss it. Father, I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss Jesus. Jesus, you are the truth. Thank you that you give me the grace to know you in a much deeper capacity. I will not be deceived because I know the truth. And when I know the truth, I will be set free. When I know the truth, I will be healed. 
when they know the truth. <laughs> Old crooked ways are made straight. When I know the truth, I can go in and I can go out. I can be planted on green pastures or I can just be deceived on the other side, which I choose not to be. I will follow the truth. I will stand for the truth. And I will remain loyal and take responsibility what you, Jesus, have done for us. Amen. And now you can sit and receive the song that Wayne has. I want to know you, Lord, I want to know you. 
Awesome, awesome, awesome. Let's just bow our heads and close our eyes. And even if you don't know Jesus this morning, and you say, I've heard the word of the Lord, the truth. Oh, my word, Jesus, the door. And I want to walk through that door, armed thoughts that Christ suffered for us, but he was resurrected. And with his resurrection power, we can have the resurrection power. And we can walk in that victorious overcomers and champions. You don't need to feel like an orphan, a prodigal, or a lost person. If you hear this morning, and even our viewers, just raise your hand. And our viewers, wherever you are, just pray this prayer this morning. By saying, Lord Jesus, I've heard the word of the Lord this morning. I confess that I come short of the glory of God. And I need your glory and it's through Jesus. The new resurrection life this morning. That I am forgiven, set free. And my name written in the book of life. Father, from this day on I'm going to serve you. I'm not only going to be a church member and a church goer. I'm going to be a life changer, an atmosphere changer, a history maker, a planet shaker. I'm going to walk as a true son and a daughter of God. By word, with the truth, the love of the Father flowing out of us. And we say thank you. Thank you this morning. Thank you, Jesus. If you accepted the Lord, and even in this room that afterwards just connect with us and on the broadcast, send in your information, and there's some information that you can and your prayer requests. We're going to take part in the communion, the covenant feast this morning. And um, there's somewhere, uh, some container with... A symbol of the bread, his body, a symbol of the blood that's in that, that's the wine. And um, that's the phenomenal thing what Jesus did when he demonstrated how great is his love. Now the Bible says whenever you take part in this, to remember. Now remember this is a covenant feast that means what was done done on Calvary. 
so that you can walk in completeness. So many people talk about the double portion. I don't believe in the double. The Bible says you have the fullness in you. We believe in the fullness. You don't receive a, a pinky or a thumb or a foot or a leg. You have the fullness inside of you. That's why the resurrection power can flow through you. Jesus said, just as my Father has sent me, John 20, 21, I send you. You are on a life mission to change the world and change lives. Jesus said, if you can believe this morning, you will lay your hands on the sick. God will heal them. We've seen the dead raised. You will cast out devils. Oh, brother, don't look at your wife. I just saw it now. <laughs> That's not. <laughs> or she looked at him. No, you will cast out devils. You will heal the sick. You will raise the dead. You will speak in new tongues. You will take up poisonous stuff and nothing can harm you. They poisoned me in Korea in 1999 and I realized that day nobody will know if I die here. And I said, we as preachers preach many times things and then you, when you have to write the exam, you discover, oh Jesus, this is reality. And uh, how God helped me out of that one. Now, some of your brothers are a survival of poison. Your wife cooked a meal. The dog died when he ate it, and you survived it. And uh, so that Mark chapter 16 was really in action in the mighty name of Jesus. So the word works this morning. Thank you. Now, let's take the bread. This Every day of my life, I do communion. I do communion. Because he said, if you don't partake, you're not part of me. And him and you and you and him. Who do you need to see saved? Say, Father, you gave everything. Who do you need to see healed? Say, by his stripes I'm healed. I'm set free. I'm standing. I, no weapon formed against me. No demonic activity can touch me. Oh, my word. No witch doctor. No voodoo. No Satanists. <laughs> Come on, people, you have the word in you. And share your bread this morning with somebody as a symbol that we won in the bond of love. We're part of each other. Oh, my word. We, we're part of each other this morning. We're part of each other. Thank you, Jesus. And by your stripes, we have been made whole. Thank you. You look like Bob Marley. Father, we thank you for the blood. We thank you for your body, that we as a family this morning in this building, for every lost soul, we know 2021 is the harvest season. It's the harvest season like we've never seen before. We're going to end strong in 2020. Not defeated, not in fear, not without hope, not without money, not without health, not without joy, not without happiness. The devil is a liar and his pants is on fire because we have the great weapons of the word this morning. And we thank you that you've done it all for me. Thank you, Jesus.
Thank you, Jesus. By your stripes we have been made whole. By your stripes, every person that needs a healing miracle in your body, just my word, stand to your feet right now and somebody's just going to touch you with the healing and miracle power and, and uh, in the mighty name of Jesus, we speak health and healing. High blood pressure must go and sugar diabetes and blindness and deafness and lupus and cancer and heart conditions, lung conditions, liver conditions, bladder conditions must go in the mighty name of Jesus. And we speak healing and health over every person in this building that you will touch them by your power of God. The holy power, wherever that condition is on you, say by his stripes. And if somebody's close to them, take your, your elbow or your hand and just touch them in the mighty name of Jesus, the living Christ this morning. In the mighty name, in the mighty name, we thank you. Thank you for healing. We thank you for salvation coming to people's families and houses and the communities, Lord, and nobody can ever stay the same. Take the cup this morning. Say, Father, thank you for the blood. We still believe in the power of the blood. There's power in the cleansing blood of the Lamb. There's deliverance, there's healing. There's set free, there's provision. In the mighty name of Jesus, to know you more. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now after the meal, Jesus demonstrated the greatest love element. The Bible doesn't say, I will be known as a disciple because people get healed. Or I can speak in tongues or prophesy or preach. Said by your love, your agape love. That's the sign. The unselfish, unconditional love to set people free. If you anybody hurt you and harm you and did you wrong say God I choose to forgive them I choose to love them I release them this morning because you operate in the principle you cannot let go of my tomorrow if I don't let go of my yesterday and I'm let going of my yesterday thank you for setting people free Somebody came through a terrible divorce in this building. And it's like you cannot get over it. And the Lord said this morning, you will be rewarded. You don't need to feel like a second-hand car that was trade in. I'm setting you free this morning. You're going to walk in great liberty and the greatness of God. And we honor you for that this morning. You will be fruitful. You will multiply. You will be phenomenal. Dr. Wayne, let's stretch our hands towards this couple. They need a motor car, and we call it in. They sowed seed, and, and they sowed car seed, and they need breakthroughs like we've never seen before. 
in the mighty name of Jesus, the living Christ. For whatever you may need, you just reach out and receive and say it's mine, I'll take it now. Whatever you need this morning, just reach out. God's got it. He owns everything. Oh, my word. And it's your phenomenal opportunity to receive what God paid for through Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody say, thank you for the blood. If you're a parent, you're here and you've got children or a child, you need family or, or parents to be saved, or a brother and sister, will you just stand? And we're going to close this morning. We've seen the mighty, mighty hand of God, what God can do. And um, if you need salvation for a family member, oh, my word, my mother and we were praying for years for my brother, and he got came to the Lord powerful. They serve the Lord powerful. They're powerful people. And they're going to be powerful people. And God's going to destine their end years will be greater than their beginning years. And the same with your family. Oh, Jiba Keshe, Shokat, come and pray and release us and, and get people set free. Every person that watch right now, your family is going to be set free. Send them, bring them, and anoint them. My King and my God, Adonai. Who is like unto thee, O Lord, amongst the gods? The heavens are sounding with such greatness of your glory and your majesty this morning. Who could have prepared a table for us but you this morning? Every bit of detail to the servants that you've used, we pray for blessing. Increase, protection. Thank you for your angels that take charge about them in all of the ways. And Father, this week, we thank you for your word that has gone out, that it will go before us to make every crooked path straight, to bring to light the things that is done in the darkness, to give us wisdom how to tackle every single day. I pray for blessing, the blessing of the Lord that maketh rich and addeth no sorrow to be your portion in every second of every single day. And I'm reminded of the words that were sung this morning. Oh, I want to know you more. Know you in your death and in the power of your resurrection that this week will be a, a week where you will experience the power of his resurrection in every day, in every situation that you will know him, that you will come to know him, that you're not meant to live and just exist, but you were destined to rule and reign, that you've been called to the heights of heaven to call forth the things that be not as though they were. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling. He is able to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. And to the only wise God our Father be glory and majesty both now and forever. God bless you and keep you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen.